0: Welcome to this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today, we're going to talk about Janet Jackson's doesn't really matter. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. So I don't know if I told you, but I was having this debate with a friend about which is the best social media platform. What do you use the most often?
1: I use Facebook. It's like number one. And then Instagram.
0: Really? Facebook and Instagram. So Mm -hmm. I was making the case for Twitter. And just a recent experience has solidified that I had an interaction with Yvette Nicole
1: Brown. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. She's actually a uber Janet Jackson fan. So she's part of the Jam fam. She is. She is.
0: She's a huge fan. I've seen her in a couple of interviews where she always gives props, like always.
1: And I love that. She played on The Mayor.
0: The Mayor, yes. Thank Mm -hmm. you for saying that because every time I try to explain to someone who she is and I use The Mayor, they're like, yeah, we don't know who that is. And then my friend Googles it and she's like, oh, you mean the lady from Community? (laughs) I was like, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know her as the mom from the mayor, okay? That's who she is to me. <laughs> but yeah, so just a quick story about why I love Twitter so much. So I'm um, hanging out in those Twitter streets, and I see uh, uh, Yvette has responded to someone who's basically trying to troll her, basically saying that celebrities should not be involved in political discussion. <laughs> Even though the discussion wasn't political, it was about the 1,500 missing children. And so I don't know how that's political. Um,
1: I hate when people just start trolling for no reason because they just want attention.
0: Basically, but she was having none of that. So she had quite the retort. (laughs) It did include a minor swear word. I was like, yes, she is my hero. So I retweeted it and I said, one day I will run into Yvette Nicole Brown and we will high five over this tweet. (laughs) You know, I just put the app down and let it go. And then, you know... A little bit later I get a buzz and she has sent a virtual high five, you know, the little, <laughs> the palm emoji. And I was like, and this right here is why Twitter wins.
1: <laughs> yeah, her clapback game was very strong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, since the last time you and I talked, there has been a huge deal in the world of Janet Jackson. Ms. Jackson won the Icon Award at the Billboard Music Awards.
1: Uh, it's been a couple days, but I am still on 10 about it. First TV performance in nine years. And she's also the first African-American female to win that award.
0: She is. Another record that she put up that no one can take down.
1: I did see a lot of people saying that this should have happened a long time ago. Why did it take until 2018 to have the first black female icon?
0: Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize
1: the Billboard Icon Award is a fairly new award. Is it? I hope they got Mike in.
0: Well, they haven't. Oh. Like the first one went to Neil Diamond in 2011. Oh. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's still exciting for Janet to be the first black woman to win the award. Jennifer Lopez was the first woman to win it. She won in 2014. And then Celine Dion in 2016 and Cher in 2017. So
1: Janet is the first black woman to win the award. It's a great accomplishment. Janet deserves every bit of recognition that she's getting. And she has been deserving for a very long time. Absolutely. Next step is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Which definitely should have already happened. I can't help but think that the Super Bowl incident cost Janet a lot
1: of recognition and status that
0: she's due. When you talk about privilege in America, to me, it's about who gets to make mistakes, who gets to recover from those mistakes, and then who gets ostracized. Black women aren't allowed any missteps, whether they're intentional or not intentional. All the blame was
1: put on her. And it was unfair because she was automatically chastised and ridiculed. Mm -hmm. And it was more than just her in the situation. But the focus was her a part of it could have been her name Jackson name sells papers but it was like Janet suffered more than other parties that was involved
0: yeah I think she's even come out and said you know she said it was to do with she was black and she was a woman- mm-hmm. and so criticism is usually hurled there first right not to mention she has never been shy about advocating for gay rights for women's rights against racial injustice. Honestly, it's amazing she's been able to create the career that she has and been true to what's important to her every step of the way.
1: Right. Now let's talk a little bit about this Billboard performance. What did you think? I think she looked spectacular on stage. I still feel like Janet has it. It was a little short, mm-hmm. and I wish she would have done more songs. But I love the fact that she had a diverse group of dancers, and I think overall it was one of the one of the best performances of the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I very much enjoyed
0: it. I will say I think you and I were texting back and forth and initially I was a little underwhelmed. Um and not because of anything Janet did. I mean her she was on point as she always is. I thought the combination of songs was interesting. Um she did nasty yeah. <laughs> if and throb. And that was by far like the most bizarre medley (laughs) ever to occur. Um, I think I understood Nasty, you know, in this era that we're in. um, Nasty has kind of become a a new anthem for women's rights Mm -hmm. and feminism. So I can totally understand that. Mm -hmm. And Throb, I always love to see her perform Throb. You know, I think the last time we saw that was on Saturday Night Live um, where she did Throb Hmm. on television.
1: Yeah. But you wasn't a fan of If.
0: I love If. You know, If is still one of my favorite songs. I just it was one of those things, you know, the expression where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Mm -hmm. In this instance, I felt like the parts were greater than the whole. Like each portion of the performance was executed beautifully and I really enjoyed it. It just didn't make sense to me as a
1: whole. Maybe I'm in the minority for that, but it just didn't make sense. I think a lot of people were actually surprised that Throb was played because I was surprised that she did that song. And I was expecting her to do maybe, um, like, Love Will Never Do Without You or even um, All For You, which I know she performs, has performed before on stage. But I was kind of like, why Throb? But... I think when I texted you, I was like, I think Throb is going to say this. <laughs> um,
0: I hadn't thought about it at all. So I did not know what to expect as far as what song she performed. I just hadn't thought about it at all. So this was very interesting. You know, I'm always pulling for Pleasure Principle. Like anytime Pleasure Principle <laughs> makes an ap- appearance, I'm for it.
1: She did do Pleasure Principle at the 2006 Billboard Awards. Still one of my faves.
0: One interesting thing that Billboard pointed out was, you know, Janet Jackson has 10... Billboard Hot 100 number ones,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she did not perform any of them. Wow! Like, none of these songs made it to number one on the Hot 100, which is pretty awesome because you know all of these songs, mm-hmm. um, right? Like these are pretty popular songs, and none of them are number one. So I was like, that—that's when you know you got it when you can perform serious hits and them joints didn't even make it to number one and you do that at your icon (laughs) awards (laughs) celebration the crowd was moving (laughs) i thought she looked really good that outfit was phenomenal gold is her color she is now the gold standard
1: are we ever going to talk about that ponytail what ponytail janice ponytail
0: oh what you got
1: i'm not a fan of it I, i love her stylist Um, I love, you know, the outfit and the performance, but I just, I wasn't feeling that ponytail. That ponytail was not, it wasn't talking to me.
0: It was very similar to how she was wearing her hair during the State of the World Tour, but it was a little different. Um, I don't know. You know, I think maybe it was going for youth or throwback or, you know, I don't know what it was going for, but I thought it looked really nice on her. And I think it complimented the outfit and the dancing and everything.
1: I think my favorite Shannon hairstyle is the curly hair from the Velvet Rope album.
0: She's had some good hair. Like, one thing you can say about her, she's not afraid to try different things. I feel like every hairstyle that has ever been in a hair magazine since the 90s, she's had it. Except for maybe we didn't see finger waves, but they were probably (laughs) there. (laughs) Like (laughs) Just because we didn't see them doesn't mean it didn't happen. But I feel like every hairstyle that has
1: ever been in fashion for a black woman she has had it now I must admit I think it was off of an ebony uh, magazine cover and I think it was like while she was filming come back to me where she had like the bangs in the front and then the long cut like trimmed hair in the back yeah I rocked that for a couple of years just because of (laughs) Janet
0: (laughs) I am struggling to envision what you're describing but in my mind I just see a mullet (laughs)
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think every middle school kid, black kid, had where you had that hairstyle where in the front it was like a bang. And sometimes you had little curls to go up to the top and then the back would just lay down flat. I promise you I could find some prom pictures for kids, you know, middle school.
0: <laughs> I think you did describe the black woman's mullet and you are correct. <laughs> I, n- I never had that. My sister did.
1: have. She had the black woman's mullet. Uh, (laughs) Well, if we could pull up a picture of you and those Poetic Justice braids, you rocked those for about a couple of years. I had braids
0: for a long time. I had every iteration (laughs) of braids possible. I had crochet braids. I had the two strands. I had every braid. Okay, so back to this performance. (laughs) One thing that caught me off guard a little bit was the way that it was filmed. Like, there was just so many cuts to
1: the audience. Yeah. And no offense, but I was just tired of them focusing on Taylor Swift so much. (laughs) I understand she's a big name celebrity, but I don't know. We kind of talked about this also that the audience was sometimes like, over dramatic with stuff with some of the other performances
0: yes they were dancing really hard like way too hard (laughs) (laughs) for some of the performances I was like was there a pep talk at the commercial break like you all better get out of these seats and bob your head but I was glad Bruno brought her out I thought that was a good touch yeah yeah now I will say this you just reminded me the one thing that irks me a little bit at the very beginning. They started off with a lot of conversation about the Jackson
1: 5. Yeah, I understand the Jackson 5 paid away for Janet, but this state in her career, she can stand on her own. Right. You could just say Janet. So I didn't understand why they went so deep into the Jackson 5. I agree. Now, I got to assume that she
0: approved whatever footage was ran and whatever speeches were given. So I'm guessing she did not have a problem with it. But I just thought, like you said, at this point, like she definitely stands on her own, too. Mm -hmm. And it's it's fine to give a nod like this is where she got her start from.
1: But I felt like it was kind of a long
0: intro before we got to Janet.
1: Do you think they did that because Catherine and Rebe was in the audience? I wouldn't think that they would
0: change whatever they were planning for family in the audience. I don't know. But it was good to see Catherine and Rebe. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cute that Rebe was filming it on her phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> man, why are you filming on your cell phone? This is being recorded. You will have access to the footage. DVR and YouTube.
1: Yes, I thought that was so cute. Yeah. I was really pleased with the performance. Like I said, I wish she would have done a couple more songs. I think she proved the point. She still got it. That performance was everything, but
0: it still doesn't compare to live. So, like, if you can get to a live show, you got to do it.
1: The excitement you feel watching her on television, you feel 10 times more in person. It's hard to explain. You just got to feel it to believe it. What you think about her speech? Oh,
0: uh, yeah. So, you know, the next morning, it seems like articles came out immediately saying that Janet Jackson makes a statement to support the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement. And I definitely think she got it in. And I think I wanted to read a little bit of the beginning of her speech. She said, I'm deeply humbled and grateful for this award. I believe that for all the challenges, for all of our challenges, we live in a glorious moment in history. It's a moment when at long last women have made it clear that we will no longer be controlled, manipulated or abused. I stand with those women and with those men equally outraged by discrimination who support us in heart and mind. I was like, that was pretty powerful. That's one of the things I love about Janet Jackson is that she never wastes a moment. Right. Like Mm -hmm. she could have gotten up there and said, I'd like to thank the record company and I'd like to do this or whatever, whatever. Um, And I'm sure she already thanked them, you know, Uh, but she Mm -hmm. used the moment where she was being honored to spotlight things that were important to her.
1: I think Janet identifies with the Me Too movement. She's always spoken about it. You remember way back doing one of the Velvet Rope Era interviews in Ebony. She shared that she herself had been a victim of domestic abuse.
0: Right. One of my favorite performances of hers was As Me Too As Me Too Gets. And that was way back in 1998 at the uh, VH1 Fashion Awards. She was nominated for an award and they had wanted her to perform together again. And she insisted on performing What
1: About, you know, her song about domestic violence. So when people make it sound like she's jumping on the bandwagon, I'm just like, you, you all have not been listening but that's why it's important for a person like Janet to win an award like this with a wide audience and platform because so many people who wouldn't have listened have not heard.
0: It, it felt like she was doing some sub well <laughs> to the ex in regards to women being in control of themselves and not being suppressed. And she was very clear about that. Um, so I was like, she did some sub and she did a sermon because she closed it up with, you know, God <laughs> controls all things.
1: Yeah. And also with just the climate that we're facing here in the United States, when she was just talking about, you know, God's love, I mean, that's what we re- we really need a big dose of that right now, just because of so much stuff that's going on. And, you know, you look into your leader of a country and we're not seeing love, we're not seeing acceptance, we're not seeing humanity, you know, we're seeing the total opposite and only, you know, a how- higher power can actually step in and bring back that love and that compassion that we need right now.
0: Yes. One of my favorite uh, moments from her speech was when she said, everything we lack, God has in abundance, compassion, sensitivity, patience, and boundless love. Um, And then she also concluded with, you know, I want to thank God for giving me this precious energy that lets me live my life as an artist who every day seeks to expand my capacity to love. And I just thought that was you know, I was, I was, really that speech was the highlight of the night for me. Like she could have said as an artist to, you know, expand my talents, my skill, my performance, my fan base. But she said my capacity to love. It was definitely
1: a great speech and um, highlight of the show.
0: So Billboard came out with some rankings of performances. And I wanted to ask you before we look at them, the performances from 2018, what performance besides
1: Janet Jackson stuck out for you salt and pepper featuring in yes 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 <laughs> it took me from elementary all the way to high school with those hits and they look good the ladies of salt and pepper I don't know what they're doing but they work out playing it's definitely working yes, out. Yes, they were including Cinderella. Got to put her in there.
0: Yes, they were. They were so good, and I even enjoyed their set. They had the big boom box. They had the DJ booth with Cinderella. I just really thought that everything they did was well done and well executed. I know a lot of folks said that Janet should have closed the show, but if Janet couldn't close the show, then they picked the absolute right group to do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about you? What performance? Stood out to you what you felt was uh, the it best was definitely
0: something pepper for me. Um I agree with you wholeheartedly. It was something pepper I did not expect for them to rock it like that. It was so good. It was it felt exactly like it felt in the 80s, you know, when you heard push it for the first time. Um and a lot of times, and I would say particularly with men, but with women as well. But a lot of times with rappers, you go to the show or you hear them live and it sounds nothing like the album, you know, they're shouting, they're yelling, it's just all kinds of craziness. Mm-hmm. But what I would say for Salt and Pepper is, if it didn't sound like the record,
1: I mean, <laughs>
0: they might as well have played the tape. We could have just watched them. That's how good it was. So I really enjoyed their performance. Oh, and another performance that I really enjoyed was Normani. Yeah, you you reached
1: out to me about that one.
0: Yeah, so I had I have watched her a little bit online because I know she's from the group Fifth Harmony. I do not follow that group very closely. Um, you know, I kind of fell off on the new age r and B. I I am all over the map with my musical taste these days. So my current R&B catalog is pretty shallow at the moment. I had looked her up because I had heard some very good things about her. And to be quite honest, I was not impressed. <laughs> but her live performance made me go back and say, where did I go wrong? <laughs> I need <laughs> to give her another chance. I really enjoyed it. So she was my surprise of the night. I am now a Normani fan. And I do hope I'm saying it right, but I am now in the fan club because she won me over. I thought she did a really, really good job. I hope we see more from her.
1: Yeah. Um, My surprise was actually Kelly Clarkson. Um, And it was just her opening speech where, you know, she was asked to say, give a moment of silence to another tragedy. And instead she was like, time to have some change. So I like the fact that she stepped out there and used her platform to highlight gun violence in schools. And then for her melody, her mix, Listen, Kelly can go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kelly got vocal. Kelly was the
0: highlight <laughs> of my day. I don't watch very many award shows. <laughs> so it's been a long time. Literally, the only reason I watched this one was because I was waiting for Janet Jackson. <laughs> but Kelly Clarkson, her opening with the medley, she was getting it. Mm-hmm. She should host everything. Yes. I want her to host everything. I want her to host Deal or No Deal. I want her to host <laughs> Jeopardy. I want her to host everything. <laughs> Not Deal or No Deal. I want her to host <laughs> the National Dog Breeding Championship. I want her to host everything.
1: But yeah, overall, Billboard, I'm be honest. I hadn't watched the Billboard Awards in years. <laughs> probably decades i don't know i just haven't watched it in a long time but of course when they're honoring janet i had to tune in and you know there was a couple of performances where i was like no but the overall salt and pepper and kelly and and janet was was worth watching
0: (laughs) all right let's get into this week's song
1: Today's song is Doesn't Really Matter, which was the lead song off the soundtrack, The Nutty Professor to the Clumps.
0: Yes. So this song came out in May of 2000 and an unfinished version was leaked to the radio, which kind of encouraged them to make it available sooner um, than they had expected.
1: The song was based off of some poems that Janet had written. And they just combine them together to use it for this movie.
0: So you picked Doesn't Really Matter for us to talk about. And I was a little surprised. Why does this song speak to you?
1: Um, The reason why I chose this song is just because when this song came out, not only was it a catchy you know, pop tune, but it also had a meaningful message about loving a person as they are. And also, at the time, my favorite actor, Eddie Murphy was coming out with the clumps from The Nutty Professor, and it all just came hand in hand. Is this one of your favorite Janet songs? It is not. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's talk about it. Why? I like this song. The song has grown
0: on me over the years, but when I first heard it, I did not care for it. Oh. (laughs) It was a little too sunshine and bubblegum for me.
1: Okay. First of all, when you said the song has grown (laughs) on me, you sound like an old married couple. He's grown over me.
0: (laughs) That's pretty much the relationship I have with this song. It used to be that if it came on the radio, I wouldn't turn. Like I didn't seek it out, but I wouldn't turn the station. And now, maybe just a couple weeks ago, I got into my car and I actually looked for it on my iTunes and played it and I only I listened to it twice and I was over it (laughs) I don't mind this song though I mean I actually kind of it has a great message it has a great up-tempo feel and I think it came out between Velvet Rope and All For You right right it did it did so it was really a good transition into the All For You
1: album critics were actually wanting to see the what was the next step for janet so when this song came out and it had that pop classic pop feel and and it was so bubbly and had so many personalities and then of course with the movie coming along it actually got pretty good reviews and feedback on it
0: it got great reviews honestly when i was reading i was stunned (laughs) you know i started to wonder what was wrong with
1: me (laughs) No, but when I remember watching um making other making the video on MTV and I remember like okay you know this 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 is catchy and by the time they actually premiered the video and showed it in full length I was like yeah this one actually this is the reason why I bought soundtrack well I did too
0: so I bought the soundtrack as well and of course I bought it for Janet and I didn't even like the song at the time that I purchased the CD (laughs) but it was Janet Jackson and so I needed to have it for my collection one of the things I did you know you you mentioned it briefly but it was based on some poems she had already written
1: Mm
0: -hmm. she was she asked if they would like a song for the soundtrack and, of course, they were like, yeah, we, of course we do. And so she said, you know, if she thought she had something that would fit, then she would offer it. But she wasn't going to necessarily just force something. But she had this. And she thought it was really appropriate for um, the character Denise. And it did work out. It, I mean, it made it made a lot of sense as far as the soundtrack. So it was really the
1: perfect song. Yeah. And I have a confession to make. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Embracing myself. Brace yourself. I didn't realize I was saying the wrong words with the song, though. There was a part where it was like, because I'm in love with the inner. The inner being? Yeah. And I was saying human being.
0: Okay. Well, I feel like that's fair. (laughs) I feel like that's fair.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, that's what (laughs) she's saying?
0: I feel like your version works. (laughs) Nutty, nutty, nutty. Your version works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Another interesting thing about the song is there's actually two chords.
0: There are. So Janet had already written a hook essentially, which is the one we hear through most of the song. And then Jam wrote the one where she says, I'm nutty, nutty, nutty for you. So he wanted to have, you know, the title of the song somehow associated with the title of the movie. But he also agreed that her chorus was better. So they decided to hook it on at the end because Janet liked both of them. Or that might be too strong. She didn't really like both of them. In fact... Jam says that she did not care for this song until it went number one. <laughs>
1: oh, this is my favorite now. And I was like,
0: I feel you, Jan. I feel you.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I love this song. I mean, I don't, I mean, I like this song. I don't love it. It's not like in my top 10, but it's like if it comes on the radio, I'm happy with it. The whole thirty minutes watching them making the video where it was like futuristic Tokyo apartment, and and oh, there was one scene where in the video is like she slid, and they showed her falling down. I was like,
0: Janet fell. Oh, you're talking about Janet in the making fell. when they were so, on that. I think it's called the gimbal. Yeah,
1: when they was making the video.
0: So let's let's talk a little bit about the about yeah. the video. So this was a very expensive video to make. It was two and a half million dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah. Janet has been in a lot of expensive videos. Screen was very expensive. The Buster Rhymes video was expensive. I was surprised that it cost this one two point five million, but it was definitely a, a very creative video.
0: Yeah, it was directed by Joseph Kahn, who d- who directed so many videos. We can't even begin to get into it. A host of yeah. Destiny Child videos. He done Black Street videos. He'd actually done Girlfriend Boyfriend, the Black Street duet with Janet
1: Jackson. Yeah, and then he did um, Britney Spears too.
0: There were a couple interesting points in the video. Although I will say my one gripe Mm -hmm. with the video is very much the same gripe that I had with the Billboard Music Awards. Like this video has so many cuts, (laughs) especially during the dance routine. (laughs) It's like just cut after cut after cut. Like they kick and then it's a cut and then they jump and then it's a cut. And then it's like you (laughs) don't really get a full appreciation for the dancing, which we later do get because of Janet's spectacular live performances. This has probably some of the best choreography of her career. But in the video, you don't get that. You know, it's just constantly cutting to the club and cutting to the car and cutting to this and cutting to that during their dance routine. So that's my one gripe. (laughs) Oh, I have one other gripe. Man, this is bad. I didn't want to just do all this complaining. Go ahead. Let it out. (laughs) Okay, so in the video, it starts with, you know, the general concept is she's in a futuristic um, apartment apartment in Tokyo. And I I said, there were some predictions that were made by this video. If you, if you notice everything in the apartment is labeled, like the bureau says bureau. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything's labeled. And I was like, so you predicted us to be dumber in the future. Well done. Um, Oh man. No, she, she she was, she wasn't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like spot on, (laughs) spot on.
1: I just remember the robotic dog.
0: Yes. I can't remember. Did you have a robotic dog?
1: I didn't need that. I could barely take care of a real dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I need that for? And those- I would hazard that a robot dog would be easier <laughs> if you can't take care of a real dog. <laughs> no. I-, I did have a robotic dog and I had one because of this video. It was exciting for like two days and then... Like, you got to pet it and stuff. And see,
1: I'm not a nurturer, so that... I just took the batteries out.
0: <laughs> I was like, you need too many things. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. So, I was heavily influenced by Janet Jackson. I wanted to have the futuristic dog. But the other thing in the video that was kind of weird was... She wakes up in the little tiny room and then she goes to the refrigerator and she pulls out a drink and then she takes it into the bathroom. And that was a problem for me. I don't. <laughs> let's not eat and drink in the bathroom. <laughs> I realized that there were hardly any walls in
1: this apartment. So basically it's all in the bathroom, but still, let's not, let's not do that. Now, I was surprised to hear you say that the choreography. I mean, this video is the first one without Tina Landon. Mm-hmm. And you feel like it was. One of her better videos?
0: Um, Video, yes <laughs> But definitely the choreography. There's dancing from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Like there is not a lot of walking and talking kind of time. Mm-hmm. I still think Tina Landon is one of my all-time, all-time, all-time favorite choreographers. And anything she does with Janet Jackson is just amazing. Like it's, it, you'd be hard to find something disappointing. But I felt like this video was just as good. And it was the first one without Tina's choreography.
1: I was just surprised by that. I just think Tina is the greatest. So I was like, "Mm, we're Tina.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm still looking for Tina. (laughs) You know, a couple, maybe like a few months ago, there was that picture in London and there was... Tina Gill. I remember seeing that picture and it just gave me hope. I was like, what if Tina is choreographing the next leg of the Janet tour? (laughs) I would pay to see that nine times.
1: (laughs) Nine? Oh my god.
0: That's extreme. Okay, I'm just being ridiculous. Five.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of performances, I didn't care for the 2000 MTV Music Award performance because she was in all black and it just felt kind of gloomy. I thought that was a very interesting performance. So
0: the choreography in that performance, you can't top it. Like, it is phenomenal. The black was an interesting choice. Like, here you are with perhaps, like, the most bubbly song you've done in 15 years and you come out dressed like Morticia.
1: (laughs) Especially because the video was so colorful. You know, it's pink, green. It was all bright colors.
0: (laughs) I'm sure there was a message there. I'm not sure what it was, but I feel like if we talked to her, there was a message in why she chose All Black. But it was a really weird look compared to the song. But when you read online and comments that people leave, like on the YouTube video, that is a lot of people's favorite Janet Jackson TV performance. Really? Yes, of this, which is the reason I went to watch it because a lot of people were talking about it a couple weeks ago on Twitter. And so I went to watch it to see the full thing and it's really good but it's hard to get past like the staging's weird and the costumes are weird and it's just weird but the choreography is on point like it is so clean and so crisp and like I said she dances from start to finish like there is not a moment where she is not moving
1: so it's really good. And it won some awards too. Came well, I was kind of shocked that it won the BMI Pop Awards for most played song. Mm-hmm. The boy band groups were hot—Britney Spears and all them out. It beat them out for most played song. Ooh, a name from the past mm-hmm. had an award, and it was named favorite. It won favorite song from a movie in North Carolina. We had gone up to the mountains, and I was driving back,
0: and we stopped at a grocery store. A girl that had actual video cassettes that you could
1: still rent (laughs) VHS cassettes oh my god
0: (laughs) that you could rent (laughs)
1: yes also it won the VH1 fashion awards for most stylish video
0: it did yes so overall for this song Like I said, it grew on me. It did not start out as my favorite. I was kind of suckered into it because one of my undying love for Janet Jackson, but also too, the movie The Nutty Professor made me um, more interested in the single. At the time, I did really like the movie. And so it definitely hooked me um, as far as the single and having Janet's contribution to it, which is also the reason why I bought The House Della Got Her Groove Back (laughs) soundtrack as well.
1: (laughs) Now, that was a good buy, too.
0: It was a good soundtrack, but I only really bought it for Janet's contribution to that shaggy song. (laughs) So overall, it doesn't live in my favorite Janet Jackson songs. Not at all. Like, if there was a game show where I had to name Janet Jackson songs, I probably wouldn't even come
1: up with this one.
0: But I don't mind it. And it's a good song. And lots of people liked it. So
1: there it is. For me, I love the movie. So it just was a perfect blend, perfect timing, perfect combination. Is it in my top 10? No, but it's definitely one of my favorite Janets.
0: All right, let's get two together again. This is a segment we call Together Again. Together Again is when we share something from our past that we would like to be reunited with again. All right. What you got, Cam?
1: I'm ready for them to bring the starter jackets back.
0: Oh, man, the starter jacket.
1: Because the starter jacket was a symbol of like, like you made it. (laughs) And my starter jacket was the Charlotte Hornets.
0: Oh, man. I had so much Charlotte Hornets gear and had never been to Charlotte. Right. I live in Charlotte now, but at the time <laughs> when I had Grandma and Alonzo Mornin' and Muggsy Bogues, I didn't even know where Charlotte was on the map.
1: Now, there was two types of starter jackets. It was the one where you had to put your whole body through it, <laughs> and you had that pouch in the front. That That pouch was good for holding all your snacks, doing and then you also had just a regular bundle but both let me tell you why the starter jacket was great because not only could you rep your team yes it kept you warm so nobody didn't trip and it was actually for the price was good quality i missed that (laughs) because now when i buy jackets and stuff i'm just like something's missing you know but i really (laughs) wish they would bring back i know they have the starter socks but bring back the starter jackets i would rep that And I don't know if you remember, but DJ Jazzy Jeff actually had like a commercial where he was wearing the starter hat. Yes. First, you twist it, and then he had on the starter jacket. (laughs) That was one of the greatest commercials ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I forgot about that. I co signed that wholeheartedly. I did enjoy the starter jacket. My Together Again is something that kids today might not even know what I'm talking about. Uh oh. Liner notes. Man, you remember when you used to buy your CD or your cassette and you get home and the first thing you do is rip out those liner notes, <laughs> see all the lyrics and then read their thank yous and who they dedicated it to and all of that? Yes. I'm really missed that. And let me tell you when it hit home for me. I have two Actually three, but two versions of Unbreakable albums. I have the actual LP, Uh which I haven't opened yet. It's a double LP and it's just still in its cellophane wrap and it's on the shelf. But I also ended up getting the MP3 version. I pre-ordered it when it first came out. So they just sent you the link. Uh And then uh, when I bought the LP, I got another download link and... I was like, this is not exciting. (laughs) Like, the the highlight of a Janet Jackson album used to be reading who she's dedicating what to. And, you know, sometimes she had little scribbles in there of her writing about something. Um, There would be all sorts of pictures. It was like a tour
1: book. And now you just get an email link. (laughs) 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 And... And not just to piggyback off that. The thing was, it was better if you had the CD because I had the cassette, and the cassette was like you had to pull out the whole thing and then try to oh, rebundle yes. it in without yes, messing you had it to up. Unroll it. <laughs> yes. And then if you tear <laughs> apart, then you had to sit there and try to tape it together. So it'll it be like three feet long by the time you
0: get it out of that cassette. Yeah.
1: So when it was better when you had the CD. Because the CD was more like a booklet. You could just slide it in and out. But yes, if you had the cassette, yes. oh, don't let nobody <laughs> borrow it. <laughs> I had the Janet cassette.
0: I eventually got the CD as well. Yeah. But I had the cassette. And once you unraveled that thing, <laughs> there was no getting it back in there. Oh,
1: man. And Michael, like on his Thriller, he actually had his drawings Yes. So I mean, like, oh yeah, man, liner Freedom yes. back.
0: So yes, that's what I would like to be reunited with liner notes. Give me proper documentation for your musical creations. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah.
1: yeah. Kids need that. I'm for real, because one thing it was like you that's how I knew who got credit for what.
0: Yes. Who wrote this? Who arranged it? Who played the trombone? Yeah.
1: And you'll be surprised who wrote some of your favorite jams. Like that's how I knew, and I'm not gonna say, but a favorite, uh, famous rapper had a ghostwriter because when you read the notes, you're like, oh, you're like it's a lot of names on here for this
0: song. (laughs) (laughs) I only hear one voice. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. Like, uh, uh, Mr. This not your (laughs) rappers on here. This ain't your stuff. <laughs> you got me on that one. You got me on that one. I got to I got to come up with another one next next time.
0: I really want to open that unbreakable LP just to see what's inside. Open it. I tried to scour the internet to see like somebody take a picture of it and put it up there. <laughs> Let me
1: Google image this.
0: <laughs> 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 before we go uh let's do a little fun thing here I've got some questions that we can ask one another um in regards to Janet Jackson now obviously we do not know the answers to these questions so this will just be our um, best guesses and uh let's have some fun with it all right all right cam so first question is for you has Janet ever sent a nude selfie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> just jump right in there. How?
1: Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause you, you know, I know Jen is a private person. Now that I do know, but you know, if you're dating someone and you're on the road and you want to remind them that you're thinking of them, yeah, send a little something, <laughs> something. You know, just to, just to say, don't give it away. <laughs> I don't ha- I, no, I don't know about sending it. Wait, wait. But uh <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. All a right. Little somethings- I'm on, I'm on, I something. I am i i I'm going to take your
0: answer as the gospel and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I kind
1: of want to ask you have you done it? <laughs> have I done it? Who hasn't? Oh, My cousin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh god. <laughs>
0: Like, you will never be able to identify me. My face is not in it. Oh, you're smart with it.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Be smart with it. Don't show your face. <laughs> All right. This question is for you. Does Janet usually follow her heart or her head? Oh,
0: that's a good one. Um, I would say... Oh, man. I just... I was going to say... I'm going to stick with heart. I'm going to say heart. So, at first, I was going to say head because I feel like she makes she always makes the right business decision. Mm-hmm. And then I had to rethink that <laughs> because I feel like there was some sketchy decisions <laughs> during the Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: two i two O. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, it's them, them numbers, them letters come <laughs> to mind when you say. I'm
0: that. not going to name anything yeah. in specifics, but I do feel like, there were some decisions made with her heart rather than her head in regard to business, um, in the 2000s, and I'm not even mad because you know when you're in love and you and your significant other decide some things, you decide together, and um, I do feel like there was um influence in her relationship <laughs> at that time that just m- m- made. Not necessarily worse or bad business choices, but definitely different choices than she would have made otherwise. Specifically, I think about like, you know, not including Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis in some of those projects. I feel like was a heart decision, not a head decision. Yeah. And that's her choice, right? Like, and you don't have to do the same thing. Like, just because we expect the same thing over and over and over, you know, I'm like, if you if you just want the same thing over and over, listen to the album you already got. You know, um, so it was totally her choice to do that. But I did feel like some hard decisions were made. I kind of agree. All right. Another for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think Janet holds grudges or forgives
1: easily? I think she forgives easily, but. I'm excited. Like what's on the other side of the butt? She doesn't forget.
0: Ah,
1: I I really do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see. I don't think. Holding grudges in her spirit. But I think she's like, you know, she'll say a little prayer for you. And walk away from you. (laughs) You know, next time she see you, she might just give you the head nod and keep it moving. (laughs) Because, and I hate to bring this up, but you know, Justin keeps saying, oh, me and Janet talked about it. Janet's like, "Mm." mom on the situation (laughs) has said nothing. (laughs) I forgive him, but... I would never forget that statement on Super
0: Bowl Sunday when she just said, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> there are rumors I will be performing. I, I will, will not. not. <laughs> the end.
1: Like, there wasn't anymore. Because that's one thing about the Super Bowl I didn't like. To hype it up, to hype up his performance, they had to keep mentioning her name. And would Janet show up? Would she not perform? I'm like, dude.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. She was like, you will not be getting any eyeballs based on my name. I will put an end to this now. (laughs) So you might be onto something. So I think you're right. I think she forgives. I feel like she probably gives you a lot of chances. So like once your chances are up, though, they just up.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. Next question. And this for you. If Janet is interested in someone, does she like to be pursued? Or does she prefer to do the chasing?
0: Um I would like to say that she probably likes to be pursued. Um, I would say it probably doesn't happen that way that much. And I would only say because I think I heard her one time say something like almost everyone she had ever dated, she had asked them out because guys are oftentimes intimidated. Mm. So I think that she would like to be pursued, um, and that would be her preference, but maybe it doesn't always happen that way. I know that's my preference. You know, I I have developed a a new outlook on life, and that is, if you want me, then you need to say something. (laughs) (laughs) My answer would be yes. Right. I think she prefers to be pursued, but doesn't mind doing the chasing. Final answer. (laughs) So that's it for us this week. On behalf of myself, Courtney Strivlin, and my cousin, Cousin Cam, we'd like to thank you for spending time with us. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at jjtodaypod. That's at jjtodaypod. Our intro and outro music, Good For You by THBD, is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license.